the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Black, black shadow at the center of the world. Backtrack the center, it'll never be enough. Killing in each other, any other, any other. And another, and another, and another fall. Feed the waves, speaking to each other. Killing in each other, just a mother, don't stop. Oh, hate the waves, speaking to each other. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. The end of the quarter ride. That's kind of what we're going through at this point in time. Take a look at the calendar. There's four quarters in Wall Street world. January, February, March. April, May, June. July, August, September. October, November, December. This one, the July, August, September, has that kind of back-to-school element built into it. Obviously, the next quarter has a little bit more uh, holiday spending built into it. Stuff we pay attention to. Uh, Stocks drop. Ultimately, is probably the the headline of the day. Um, Why do we care if stocks drop, you ask? I get where you're coming at. Ultimately, what we have is into the quarter, you've got a lot of issues tied towards valuations in the United States, Federal Reserve raising interest rates in the United States, European Union kind of still not quite there as far as lowering interest rates and getting some economic growth going. Japan has a higher tax rate. China looks to be slowing down. So there's a lot of headlines along those, and those are real headlines. So you build your portfolio based on future expectations, and none of those is glorious. So why the downturn? Um, Some pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong tied towards Catalina's efforts to hold an independence referendum on November 9th. Um, Knee-jerk reaction? I don't know. Third quarter earnings period, which doesn't begin in earnest until mid-October. Could be a situation where you see companies either lower expectations or raise expectations. And based on retail sales, maybe lower expectations. Not a lot of corporate news this morning. Few M&A deals in Kana buying Alphon Energy. Vista Equity Partners buying Tipco Software. SoftBank may be interested in acquiring DreamWorks. Uh, personal income and spending report for August didn't elicit much response. It kind of rose with expectations. Um, inflation lower than expected, i.e. that should be good for the Federal Reserve and the U.S. economy. 
the big economic report this week doesn't come out till Friday. Friday. F R I D A Y. Friday. It's going to be president. Uh, the big issue there is an ECB meeting this week on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Friday. So the market's a little bit lower. Nasdaq down 12, Dow down 95, S&P 500 down 8. Um, yeah. Fewer Americans signed contracts to buy homes in August, suggesting the real estate sales will remain sluggish over the next few months. Don't tell that to my neighbors because they won't believe you. National Association of Realtors says its seasonally adjusted pending home sales index fell 1% over the past month to 104 reading. Prices increases going back to 2013 have led to fewer home buyers, while many families have lacked income to save for down payments. So that's kind of out there in this morning. 88. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, more J-Law. Jennifer Lawrence. Nude photos kind of leaked out there on the internet. Um, I'm guessing at this point in time she kind of wishes that there weren't cameras on cell phones. And that we were using the old-fashioned Digital cameras? I know you're saying old-fashioned digital cameras, right? Huh? Mm, yeah? No? Um, Tipco Software going private. This has been a company that's been around since the... I mean, it's been around since the 90s for sure. But it was a kind of a, one of those once high-flying companies that kind of settled down into its own valuation. Uh, a lot of people thought Oracle would eventually take them, but they end up going to a private investment group. The CEO owns, or the founder of TIPCO, basically a, a big data guy, big data. And when I say big data, analyzing big data, Sacramento Kings. And he's trying to change the NBA by the way he analyzes data. It's kind of interesting to note, kind of. Not wildly, but kind of, right? Um, SoftBank wants to buy DreamWorks and become the world's biggest company. SoftBank also owns Sprint. Japan SoftBank is in talks to acquire DreamWorks for about $3.4 billion. Acquisition talks reported by The Hollywood Reporter. Um, DreamWorks, based in Glendale, California, has produced 29 animated fe- feature films, including Shrek and Madagascar. Can't really say that I get excited by that story. It shows you a little bit of globalization. It shows you a little bit of consolidation. Apple's under investigation. They may be required to pay billions of dollars in back taxes because it sheltered its revenues in Ireland, according to the Financial Times. Apple has previously been accused of avoiding up to $9 billion a year in taxes because of the way it arranges its cash in international jurisdictions. Apple denies any wrongdoing on the story already. They've been repeatedly accused of using Ireland's tax laws to get out of paying corporate income tax. 
Apple only pays about a 2% rate in Ireland because of allegedly illegal agreements. Companies being investigated by the European Commission, which recently has targeted American companies like Apple, Amazon, Starbucks for using lax European regimes as tax shelters. Apple struck a deal with the Irish government in which it got a lower tax rate in exchange for bringing 4,000 jobs to the country. That's kind of dramatic news, isn't it? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The sell-off in the market that September and October kind of are open to this. We've had a multi-year bull market. We've had a couple of dips along the way. In the last five sessions, a 2.3% drop in equity prices. It's not huge. But is this time slightly different with newspaper articles, television commentary? Have we turned on a dime? Let me know. Send me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Drop me an email. Call the show, Incomes in the United States are rising. Rising incomes have helped Americans consume more. We are consumers, and we spent more in August. Positive sign for the U.S. economy, which appears to be shifting into a little bit higher gear at this point in time. Strong auto sales have lifted consumer spending. Um, Spending was five-tenths of one percent higher. Even after adjusting for inflation, some of the strength in spending came from a decrease in personal savings. I don't get it. One thing that I know that I am is I'm a, I'm a saver. So I'm a spender, but I'm definitively a saver as well. Uh, pending home sales fell a little bit more than expected. That is not good news for the overall real estate market. Don't let Real estate agents and or mortgage lenders kind of get you jaded like, yeah, but we're California. Because in the end, it's all tied together. Number of signed contracts to buy existing homes fell 1% in August compared to July. Analysts have been expecting so-called pending home sales. A future indicator of closed sales remain unchanged month to month. Uh, The realtor's pending home sales index is still at its second highest level in the last year. Fewer distressed homes at bargain prices. And the acknowledgement that we're entering a rising interest rate environment likely has caused some hesitation amongst investors. Higher interest rates will pull prices down. 
So if you invested in a home versus bought a home, um, it's going to be tougher for people to afford that home. And they're going to be able to afford less payment because of higher interest rates in the near future. Not yet, but near future. So investors may be likely starting to cool on expectations and starting to unwind some of their short-term plays. Regionally, pending home sales fell 3% month-to-month in the Northeast. They fell 2.1% in the Midwest, down 1.4% in the South, and up slightly in the West. 800-516-1220. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, I get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls on the confusion that is mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, no-load funds, ETFs, A shares, B shares, C shares. Let's demystify a little bit. What do we need to know? Well, it's gotten harder because as fee-based financial planning has come into play, and that's where what most people want to end up with because of the fiduciary aspect of it, knowing what you're paying for is important. So when people have A, B, C, there's even Z share mutual funds out there. You've got to know what you're these C and Z shares are kind of like these quasi fee-based programs. So when when advisors want to be fee-based, but they can't do it because of the current company that they work with, or they don't have the right licensing or whatever, they might use C share or Z share funds, which they look like they're no load because you don't pay anything to get into them, right. but their internal fees are often higher, um, and they often have kickback issues um, to the firms that you work with. So. You know, if you have an A share, a B share, a C share, or a Z share mutual fund, you're not in a no-load fund. You're in a loaded fund environment. A shares, you pay large sales charges up front in exchange for lower ongoing fees. So if you're investing less than 100000 a lot of times the, the front end loads on an A share, 5.75%. you got to get well more than that just to break even. Um, in a B share mutual fund, you don't pay anything going in, but your your money's often tied up right. for five to six years. And your fees are higher for five to six years, and then they eventually the fee structure drops down. So, um, again, it's usually you end up paying more in a B share, so I don't really like them. Okay. C shares, they're even higher than a B share in many cases, but the fees never drop, and they just pay the broker 1% every year. Um, and the problem with those A, B, C share and Z share funds is, is you're tied to the fund family. Right. So if you want to go from uh, large cap growth to a large cap value, you can only do it inside that fund family. You can't go outside of it without getting tied up again or paying another commission. So it's just not the right way to go. You want to be in the no-load fund environment or ETF environment that's out there. So typically I tell people you don't want to be in American funds. That's a fund family. You'd rather buy your funds at Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade where they're such big volume houses, their fees are lower than anywhere else. Is that a statement that is wise, or, or am I... Typically, like when it comes to American funds, though, that's a, it's been a pretty successful fund company, um, right. and they actually now have a share class for fee-based advisors called F-shares. So you might see an F-share fund pick. Um, I've used a fund in the past. I don't own any right now. But, yeah, I mean, you can go... If you, if you want to know what is truly a no-load, you can look at, um, say, a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab's website and see what the no-transaction, no-load funds are okay. that are there. And you can see that they have no uh, front-end sales charge and no deferred sales charge. That way you know you're in a no-load fund. But look, Rob, I mean, what most people should be doing for their first hundred to 250000 is just looking at total stock market index funds. And the no-load Like the Wilshire 5000? Um, Wilshire 5000 is the whole market. Right. But just um, there's like Vanguard has the Vipers. That's total stock market funds on both the international and domestic side, um, the no-load fund side. And, and you can go in and... 
and get ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, which are mutual funds that trade like stocks. Right. So you can look at the indexes. The internal fees are only about 0.08% per year. Extremely, extremely low cost. And there's a whole, you know, like a TD Ameritrade, for example, there's 100 different ETFs you can buy without even a trading cost. So getting, being able to invest in those types of funds is getting cheaper and cheaper. Which is great because that's one of the hindrances to, to performance mm-hmm. is uh, making mistakes absolutely will hinder your performance. But cost will hinder your performance. So you can eliminate one of the variables that will hurt you and try to go with as low fees as possible as far as the transactions and the funds you're choosing. Right, and that's why I say that, you know, indexing, I like both indexed and managed funds and individual stocks, but the way I tell people to start out is start off with the index approach because it's the lowest cost, the lowest tax issues that that you're going to deal with. And especially when you're investing mostly in equities when you're younger and you don't need the bonds. As people get older, though, we worry about downside protection as much as upside potential. Right. So you can't just be in index funds, in my opinion, when you retire. With that said, you work for New Focus Financial, and people can find you at newfocusfinancial.com. We've got about a minute left in conversation time. Is there anything else that we need to know about? Well, I guess where you look for the different types of funds, um, where I use my index funds and my index ETFs are for my large cap and my mid cap areas. Yeah. But if I'm going international emerging markets, I typically like to really do dig in, do the research, and find managed mutual funds. So, for example, you look at Japanese stock market right now, and it's drastically underperformed the U.S. stock market. They have debt issues. They have an aging population. But there are specific companies in, in Japan that are doing very well. So you don't want just necessarily an index fund there. You'd want a, a, manage, a manager with boots on the ground in that country. They know the currency issues. Um, same thing with China, Indonesia, uh, you know, all the different places where emerging markets are, where, you know, two-thirds of the economic growth probably over the next two, two decades is going to come from. Well, that about clears everything up in my mind. I'm not sure about in everyone's mind. <laughs> A shares, B shares, C shares, which one should we choose? I think we hit it all there. I'm Rob Black. That's Chad Burton. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Haven't had a call in a couple of weeks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So stocks are plunging worldwide on some pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. Um, interesting. Dow tumbling 100 points in early trading at one point. Mid concerns over China's move to limit reforms in the Asian financial hub. The Hong Kong protest is the latest geopolitical flare-up to get Wall Street's attention. Protests drew a tough response from police who declared them illegal and used tear gas after pepper spray and warnings of greater force failed to disperse demonstrators. Rising volatility around the world is a concern for investors. Um, traders on Wall Street kind of react to the economic growth scenarios. And when you have people who are upset, they're not necessarily consumers. That's kind of the basic and the skinny of it. Americans snack differently than the rest of the world. That's one of those uh, truisms. Snack is nibbling away at ultimately um, our health. Americans snack a bit differently from the rest of the world. We have a love affair of chips and the, uh, the simple snack, candy bar, piece of fruit, granola bar. Ultimately, this is kind of big money. Snacking is roughly a $374 billion global industry. And it's growing, of course, year over year, 2% roughly. Impact of snacking is huge, uh, whether it's 
the impact of why people don't go to McDonald's like they used to or how people are snacking more so than ever. Um, some 45% of consumers say that they use snacking as meal replacements. Roughly 52% uh, replace breakfast with a snack. 43% replace lunch with a snack. 40% replace dinner with a snack. Isn't this fascinating that this is all tied towards the word snack? Americans look for their snack to be salty and savory. Globally, though, global snackers look for uh, something a little bit different. They're looking for crispy. And that's why uh, things like Kit Kat bars are crispy. I know you're saying big is getting bigger, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm Rob Black. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Drop me an email, Rob at robblackshow.com. It's Rob at robblackshow.com. Hong Kong protesting is getting a lot of play in the financial media today. Seemingly out of nowhere, images of tens of thousands of protesters in the street of Hong Kong confronting tear gas with umbrellas. Um, Occupy Central is what those in Hong Kong are calling the movement to maintain democratic rule on the island. It's been able to assemble hundreds of thousands to demonstrate since July when Beijing publicized in a white paper that it would no longer tolerate independent rule in Hong Kong. It said that Hong Kong's constitutional autonomy was not an inherent power. Instead of allowing free and fair elections as it has for the past 30 years, Beijing wants to select candidates who run for political office in Hong Kong. In a closed-door meeting with Hong Kong leaders in August, Beijing's liaison to Hong Kong told Hong Kong leaders supportive of Occupy Central, the fact that you are allowed to stay alive already shows the country's inclusiveness. That's hardly negotiating words. Um, Back in 1984, the leader of China started talking to the British about getting the island back. The British's empire rule over Hong Kong would end in 1997. And China wanted to work with the Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, on a plan to bring the territory peacefully back under Chinese fold. Part of its working structure has been to allow for free elections. Very interesting what's happening. Um, And a broken promise from 30 years ago, how it's playing out into financial markets today. Uh, In the end, I believe, and things will 
get back to business. But on a day-by-day basis, you could never really say for sure. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. We can talk sports. We can talk investing. Walmart's board just picked up Instagram CEO. The man who put Instagram on the social media map has landed a side gig. He's 30 years old, I believe, Kevin Sestrom. Um, He's going to sit on the company's technology compensation, e-commerce governance angles. Um, Walmart clearly needs to invest in e-commerce capabilities through talent and technology and getting a board member with experience. Pretty smart. In my opinion, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Strong auto sales lift August consumer spending. Pending home sales decline more than expected. A couple Fed governors are calling for patience in raising U.S. interest rates. ATM and checking account overdraft fees surge. Uh, Who uses ATMs in this day and age? I use as little as possible. Overdraft fees have surged, rising on average over the last 12 months to $32.74. That's the 16th consecutive record high. Checking account fees have been increasing as lenders adjust to federal banking laws and regulations enacted after the 2008 crisis. As they continue to rise, people under 35 will look for other services. Using another bank's ATM usually leads to two fees, one that's charged by your lender and one that's charged by the owner of that ATM. That fee's been consistently rising. The average fee for using an out-of-network ATM has vaulted 23% over the last five years. Um, using ATMs outside of your bank's network, typically about 375 to $5 at this point in time. Overdraft fees are running from roughly 30 to $35. A non-interest checking account, fees are pretty small at $5.26. And I get why banks make money. And I Trust me, they're not stupid. And our government could penalize them and say, you have to disclose this, you have to disclose that, you have to do this, you have to do that. And all they're going to do is pass on the cost to you. So I almost want the government to stay out of it because I realize that all they're going to do is pass the costs on to you and me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So unrest in Hong Kong weighing on the global risk appetite. Spanish region of Catalonia to hold independence referendum on November 9th. August income spending data does not... Raise imminent rate hike fears, strength dacing in utilities, weakness in energy, financials, industrials, and technology. Taking a look at market numbers today, you got the SP 500 down 7, the Dow down 78, the NASDAQ down 9, 10 year Treasury under 2.5%, which is stunningly low, sitting at 2.49%. Gold's a little bit stronger, oil is a little bit weaker today. 
I would not want to own gold in front of higher interest rates, and that's kind of where we're at at this point in time of what we're expecting. PEMCO lost one of their biggest fund managers, one of their founders, a guy named Bill Gross. So people are expecting about $200 billion to be sold out of PEMCO funds. Um, you name someone who's, like, who's the next Derek Jeter? Well, it's not Derek Jeter, so I'm turning in my season tickets. That's the idea. Um, so they're losing a star player, and that's changing the fortunes of the company. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can email me rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I've got a new event coming up at the end of October. It's going to be a very social event. You can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Necessarily, those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 So call in. We'll chatting and have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Hi, I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, talking your future, talking stories that are driving the market, what you need to think about, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. <clears throat> we can talk about how Apple's had a really pretty rough month as far as PR goes. Whether it's celebrity nude photos leaking that were on their iPhone, iCloud um, <clears throat> accounts. Thank you. I was looking for that word. Whether it's Bingate, whether it's the OS update. Apple's not had the easiest go of it, as far as PR goes. Most of the PR is pretty tame, though, and should go away. Derek Jeter done with baseball? Um, okay. I'm, I'm with that, you know. I see the story there. Richest people in America list. Big stock market move has kept Americans getting richer. If you take a look at the 400 wealthiest Americans, the price of entry into Forbes 400 this year, $1.55 billion. That's the highest it's been since it's been tracking the list. 113 billionaires don't make the list, but 400 do. Bill Gates is the richest American for the 21st year in a row. 
net worth of $81 billion. He's the world's second richest man behind Mexico's Carlos Slim. Um, the company that he co-founded accounts for just under 20% of his net worth. Warren Buffet, chief executive officer of Berkshire Hathaway. He's number two. Net worth of $67 billion. Larry Ellison, who announced that he was giving up his CEO role at Oracle. He comes in at number three with $50 billion. Poor, poor Mark Zuckerberg. He's just the 11th richest man in the United States, but he was also the biggest dollar gainer on the list. His fortune soared to $34 billion, up from $15 billion last year due to a sharp uh, rise in Facebook's shares. Nicholas Woodman, founder of wearable video camera company GoPro, he's uh, up pretty nicely, $3.9 billion. Um, I know you're saying, well, I certainly wish I was born with that last name. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> to be uh, the son of one of these overly wealthy people? Probably not, because most of them are giving away their money. But uh, still, I think the privilege of Larry Ellison's children, and he's not giving away his money as of yet, I think the privilege of some of these children are pretty darn spectacular, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. George Clooney is married. Uh, marriage is a powerful economic force. Paying one rent versus two. Getting one mortgage instead of two. Cash flowing towards retirement a lot easier when you're able to share some expenses if both people are employed. Uh, he married a human rights attorney, which is, again... What exactly is a human rights attorney? I know, right? Makes you think. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I really don't typically advise people to transfer their balance. There's a lot of financial engineering that goes on in people's lives. And one of them is multiple credit cards. And the more credit cards you open, it kind of hurts your credit report. Not necessarily, but kind of. As you have the capacity to get in more trouble, and you have a lot younger credit. Um, I certainly would consider financial engineering once. If you get one of those 0% introductory APRs, and you're just having you know, no luck in figuring out your financial situation, if you want to start figuring out with something like that, that's fine. But I, I tend to find that um, sometimes there's fees that are charged that you don't know about, transfer fees. One card that doesn't do that is the Chase Slate card. But sometimes there's also scenarios where you transfer $3,000 to a new credit card and you do any charge and anything that you pay back goes to you know, the wrong level. You want the 0% paid off, but you start running up the 18 to 25% annual percentage rate on the card with new purchases, and people don't quite know how to figure this all out. Today's National Free Coffee Day. Basically, every coffee shop in America has some sort of, not every coffee shop, but every major chain has free coffee today. Just have to ask about National Free Coffee Day. 
I know, I know. Um, okay, Cupid, their CEO is a pretty smart guy. He counts on a lot of big data. And he recently was interviewed and talked a little bit about how on Facebook, if you like Stephen Colbert, that shows a sign of intelligence. If you like Honey Boo Boo, it shows a sign of stupidity. And how people could kind of use Facebook to figure out if they're good matches or not. Um, he talked about, you know, some predicate of power, of data. <clears throat> and he actually talked about how some stupid questions like, do you like scary movies? And have you ever traveled alone to another country? And it tells you an enormous amount about a person. Silly questions, simple questions is kind of what he was getting at with that. And what I like about that is I think we live in a world of overanalyzing, <clears throat> and that's bad. Um, in overanalyzing, I think uh, when it comes to the stock market, we can talk ourselves out of participating, or we can talk ourselves into too much risk. Be cautious. Apple's under investigation by the European Union for its tax arrangement in Ireland. Facebook rolling out a new ad work called Atlas, which is based on technology bought from Microsoft. Facebook will use Facebook data on users tracked around the web to run ads on other sites. Consumer Reports puts Apple's iPhone 6 and 6 Plus through the stress test and found that i6 is much more durable than HTC's phone and even more durable than iPhone 6, the 6 Plus. So that's kind of starting to go away, the whole Bindigate thing. And I don't know how to describe it other than Bindigate. I think everyone kind of knows what I'm talking about when we talk about that, but uh, maybe, maybe not. The gray market for stolen or smuggled iPhones into China um, is starting to cool a little bit. And that's got people, analysts, thinking, you know, the crazy demand in China may not be there for Apple when they officially launch. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. There was a story out recently tied towards an Uber driver in San Francisco allegedly hitting a passenger in the head with a hammer. Something that we're thinking about now is analyzing our economy as more of a shared economy. You share a ride, you share someone's house with Airbnb, with assault with a deadly weapon. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. The FAA has ordered reviews of emergency procedures. After one man armed with gasoline and knives crippled the U.S. air traffic system last week at O'Hare, damage caused by a suicidal telecommunications contractor, where he set some fire at Chicago air traffic facility, was so severe the FAA has decided to rebuild the center's nerve system tied towards cables. The incident forced evacuation of FAA Chicago's flights, and they're still back to normal. Pretty fragile little system we have here, all things considered. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is with newfocusfinancial.com. Let's talk about prepaying a mortgage, Chad. You've recently had some new concepts that you want to add to this argument. Well, it's it's really only new for people that are close to or in retirement. Okay. Um, for younger people, I don't think you should prepay your mortgage at all, um, especially if you have not maxed out your IRAs, your 401ks, your Roths, because, look, if you, your house is going to go up and down in value regardless of how much you owe on it. Right. So if you have an extra dollar, if you put that extra dollar into your 401k, the entire dollar goes to work in investments for you. If you take that dollar home, you'll pay taxes on it. You only have 70 cents to left, left over to prepay your mortgage. And again, what difference does it make? Because if you can afford your mortgage, your house is going to go up and down in value no matter what. So maximize your investments. Maximize your 401ks, your Roths. You know, Save. Make sure you build a large portfolio. People 30s, 40s, and even most of the time in the 50s should not make extra payments on their mortgage. Where it changes a little bit is certain circumstances in retirement – where people are saying, I've got cash that really needs to be safe, like in CDs yep. or in shorter duration bonds. What, what do I do with it? Can I beat, you know, I've refinanced my home. I've got a 30-year at you know under 4%. Can I beat that with safe money out there? And that's really tough to do. It's really tough to do in this environment. So it makes it a tougher decision. Here's where it's not a tough decision, though. Okay. I've had this email question before from my listeners, your listeners, mostly yours. Let's <laughs> say, should I pull? My mortgage is only $100,000. Should I pull $100,000 out of my IRA and pay it off? Well, that's the worst idea you could ever think of. Why is that? Well, if you pull $100,000. I, I can come up with worse ideas. <laughs> this is a pretty bad one, though. Because if you have 100000 in your IRA, you have to pay taxes on a lot of money. So you're going to lose 35% of it at least, right? Sure. So that doesn't make sense. But it, let's say you're a retiree and you've refinanced or your your interest rate's really low, you're not getting much of a tax deduction, or let's say you're 15 years into a 30-year loan and you're no longer getting much of a tax deduction for it, and you've got cash, or you've got a large gain in your bond portfolio and you like to peel some of those gains off, it might make sense for you to pay off that mortgage as long as you can still itemize your deductions because bonds are at historically low rates. And part of that is because of operation twist, quantitative easing, those types of things. Eventually, they'll end. Rates will rise. But for some, Rob, it's even and not have a mortgage payment. And sometimes those emotional decisions are a lot more important than maximizing every dollar. Um, so I, and if you've got extra cash, let's say you inherited it, let's say severance pay something, and that cash is either going to go into bonds or pay off a mortgage, um, it's it's a it's a very careful consideration. You got to really study the tax return, run an analysis. If you can still itemize your deductions after you pay off your mortgage, it might be something worth looking into. With that said, different people 
have different images and thoughts on mortgages. My mom has a mortgage. She's 75 plus years old. Mm -hmm. I have a mortgage. One of the first things I learned in the business is we're always going to have debt. Just get used to it. Just make sure that you can service it is probably the primary issue. Right. Credit card debt, bad. No doubt about it. 18% credit card debt, bad. Get rid of it. But mortgage debt's good debt. It's low cost money. Well, it's it's great. I mean, the the reason why you and I both like and own real estate is because mortgage is a useful tool to leverage, get into a property, have somebody else pay for you to rent if they yeah. if they're renting. Um, so it's a way for other people to build up your wealth for you. Uh, same thing with a house. Um, the problem is is that when you get to retirement, and you have limited assets. You're you know a lot of people are retiring without enough money. So it becomes a situation of should you pay it off or maybe you should do a reverse mortgage and have the reverse mortgage pay it off if you haven't saved enough. Um, or maybe you should just move and go rent somewhere really cheap that doesn't have state income taxes. You, you've really got to look at all the situations and, and, and find the thing that makes most sense for you. That's a cliche thing to say. Yeah. But it's hard to tell people, yes, when you're 60, pay off your mortgage. That doesn't work for everybody. And I'll add a little color to that is I think it, it's very helpful if you have a professional like a CPA or a CFP help you with determining if it's appropriate or not, because doing it yourself, you miss big pictures. You miss big concepts at times. Yep. And a lot of people think their mortgage is a great tax deduction, but again, if you're a long ways into your mortgage, it's mostly principal, and it's no longer much of a tax deduction. It could just be a cash outflow. I'm with you. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um... The markets are really reacting in large part to what's going on in Hong Kong as far as free elections go. So we're a little bit weaker. We deserve to be a little bit weaker. I'm not a Pollyanna who says the market always goes up. It shouldn't always go up. It should be made of winners and losers. Uh, <clears throat> I like using the periods of underperformance as a possible time to acquire the stocks that you really, really want to own. Um, you know, when Alibaba came public and went to almost $100 a share, a cold stock market has sent it to $88 a share. If you really liked it at 100 don't you love it at 88 It's kind of the way I try to think about investing. I don't know if that's a great way to think about investing, but for the long-term patient investor, it seems to work out best that way. Be patient. Take your time as an investor. Use pullbacks as an opportunity to build a position. Um, Again, I tend not to say ever get too dramatic and or too panicky. It just doesn't pay to do that. Companies like GoPro come public, and boy, has that stock been on a tear, and it's going to be on a tear probably all the way until Christmas. I want one. I don't know why I want one, but I do. Um, I don't do anything that's all that exciting. Do you want to watch me walk around and get tea with my GoPro? Probably not. But that company came public around 28. I talked to you about it then. I said it's going to be exciting because it's got very few shares, and it's got Christmas coming up. It's going to sell a lot. And then after that, it's going to be tougher for the company. Just know that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. We can talk about anything. 
Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, particularly, you know, things that are, are your issues. Drop me an email, and uh, we'll jump into them. Let me go to my email right here, right now, and see if anything jumps into... Uh, mind as far as questions that you have. I should have done this during the commercial break. I didn't, but I'm doing it now. Rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. So I just talked a little bit about GoPro and how the stock's doing so incredibly well. Everyone's in love with it. When insiders do start to sell, it can become painful. So know that. Uh, Here's a couple emails. Thank you for your terrific advice. This is from Sherman. You spoke of on Tuesday of a guest in his blog about general economic trends and news, as well as colleagues. Would you please share that? Yeah, every Tuesday I talk with Patrick O'Hare, and Wednesdays I talk with Jeff Rosen, Dr. Jeff Rosen from briefing.com. It's not really a blog. Um, it's a paid website. Uh, it's called briefing.com. I think it's worth it. Uh, some people, depending on how complicated you get in investing, it may or may not be. Enrique sent me an email. Rob, I've got a couple of issues that I think you can help me off with. I'm married with three kids. I'm 37. Wow. First and foremost, wow. Uh, three kids in the Bay Area is a lot. It's just expensive. You know, every kid that you have roughly costs 250 to $330,000 to raise from age 0 to 17, even before you get into college ideas. I'm a machinist by trade. Recently, my wife received a payment from her stock options, which was fully vested. Unfortunately, we did not exercise and pay up front for what her company. Um, so here's a stock option question. She received $160,000 before taxes. When she did receive them at the time, it was taxed as income and received about eighty k, with another twenty k sitting in escrow. Here's my dilemma. Up until now, we've used my sister to do all our taxes. However, this year, tax year, we feel... We could use some more professional help other than her. I'm not sure if we need a CPA, tax writer, or both. I was hoping you could be of assistance. CPA is expensive, and I highly recommend a CPA if you do have stock options and if you do have any sort of investment real estate, especially out of state. Um, that's when it becomes very complicated. Um, so if he does want a referral, and I will send him a referral to the CPA that I use, Drop me an email at rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. 
Um, he did leave out a lot of information, you know, 401ks, IRAs, individual stocks, debt issues, things that a CPA would take into account. Again, I think once you start hitting complicated tax issues, that's especially important to start considering um, a CPA. It's just like when you get to considerable wealth, it's a great time to consider a certified financial planner. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I also got one email from uh, a guy trying to pitch me some product, uh, a bond fund as an alternative to a total return play. Uh, not interested. But you get the idea of what I get in my emails now, don't you? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Black Friday is coming up. I know you're saying Black Friday, holy mackerel, you're talking about Thanksgiving. That's right. On average, Americans spend about $730 on gifts, food, decoration, and more for the winter holidays. Um, I think it's really, really important that if you're going to be a very generous friend and family member, that you try to budget yourself intelligently. Because on average, we spend about $1,500 on gifts and about $730 on food and decorations for the holidays. That is essentially your whole retirement plan for somebody who's under the age of 35, roughly $2,500 a year. Um, I grocery shop, and I break my grocery shopping into three stores. So for the organic things, there's the Trader Joe's and Whole Foods which I believe in, and there's also the farmer's markets. Um, for the general everyday, there's things like Amazon and Safeway. You know, paper towels. I get massive amounts of paper towels because they're lightweight and they easily store. I never get one roll. But you really have to start thinking of things like this. Um, you should try to track and stock up on sale items at any sort of grocery store. So anytime I see... You know, something that's 50% off if you buy five of them, sure. I probably won't eat them all this year, but I'll get to them. Average consumer spends about $2,600 on food away from home. That breaks down to about $221 a month. I think it's probably a little bit higher in the Bay Area. Um, at this point in time, I think the difference between AT&T, Sprint, and Verizon is very nominal. Ten years ago, I chose Verizon because they had the best phone network, so you'd try to like make plans to make a date and you're on the phone and the phone will drop and you're like, ah, it's killing me. But at this point in time, I barely even use my phone. I'm just texting and using data. So I'm going with much more um, data-centric plans and texting plans than I am voice plans. I think right now Sprint's got the best deal. If you could stand the network, it's a little bit on the... Uh, underperforming side as far as calls go, but like I said, who's using phones for calls anymore? Low-cost entertainment is something that I'm getting more and more excited by. Hulu's and Netflix, there really is enough to watch there, except for sports. And there's you know some odd ways to get sports, some of them legal, some of them questionably legal. 
like you can buy an NHL package of broadcast games through like it's like through Holland or something. <laughs> like is that legal? It appears to be so, but and you can get your in you know area games as well. Um, auto insurance is something I reshop. I use three insurance companies. And I will check with Geico and USAA and see if what I'm paying is the right amount. Um, your reward points is something that I recommend redeeming on a regular basis if you're using credit cards. Uh, they change the deals on a regular basis, how many miles it costs or how many miles it takes to get free flights. And uh, if you ever sell stuff in your garage, I recommend there's no need keeping that stuff around, or hopefully there's no need keeping that stuff around. I've got shirts that I wore six, seven years ago that I'm I fit into now, but I don't wear because when I wore them, they're like uh, as a younger guy in San Francisco, and they're hip. <laughs> hip clothes don't always necessarily age well, if you know what I'm talking about, and if not, that's totally fantastic as well. Um, and what is hip one season is not necessarily hip the next season. H&M is able to turn around and close design in two weeks and get closed designed manufactured at the stores in two weeks. That's how cutting-edge style is at this point in time. Um, socially responsible investing. It's something that in the 1980s and 1990s kind of got mimicked and made fun of a little bit. Uh, in large part, you know, you're a tree hugger, blah, 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 kind of, do you really want to invest in capitalism the same way you're investing with your social values? Some people do. Um, there's there's multiple ways of going about it. There's the Domini Social Investments. If you Google Domini, it's D-O-M-I-N-I, Social Investments. Now, they own a company, for instance, called Apple. And they'll make a case for it. Um, being a social not that big of an issue for Steve Jobs, but the company is, you know, focused on their Chinese suppliers. They're really going after more of a uh, green footprint. So you can kind of see how even social investments could kind of become a hot button it's a company called Gilead Sciences. They're one of the drug industry's biggest stars. They've got hepatitis and HIV, two very major viral diseases that scourge the planet. Gilead is the largest drug holding stock of Domini Investments. Um, one troubling issue has been the high price of the company's drugs, particularly their new hepatitis C treatment. A 12-week regimen costs about $84,000, and that's aggravated uh, health insurers. And it's something you really have to think through. Is this something that, you know, the global benefit of their drugs outweigh the pricing of their drugs? Gilead also has a major concession where, yeah, they'll charge Americans a lot, but in foreign markets and developing markets, they do massive discounts. Google's on the list of socially responsible companies. Is that one you would think of, necessarily? Johnson Controls, Products and Solutions. 
29 different socially responsible funds own the stock. They're a thermostat maker, energy management products. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for supporting the show all these years. We do have a new event coming up at the end of October. Very social event. And I do hope that you'll make it out for that. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Money, investing, and more. We can talk about socially responsible stock investments. Um, some of them don't make sense to you. You know, Nestle is a company that you see, and they're like, chocolate. Hmm. N-E-S-T-L-E, Nestle makes the very best chocolate. But their corporate policies in critical and sustainable agriculture, women, small-scale farmers, farm workers, water, land, climate change, transparency, they rank pretty high. And compared to their competitors, like Unilever, Coca-Cola, and Kellogg, they do very, very well. Um, But again, I can't get you convinced on what is socially responsible and what's not. That's a tough thing to define. A lot of people, you know, look at a company like Boeing, and they make missiles. But they also make airplanes. And they want to believe that they're buying an airplane company and not a missile company. It's a question mark, right? company like Praxair, their CEO, a guy named Steve Angel, insists on environmentally responsible and social responsible their core values. Um, they were named one of the greenest companies as tied towards energy productivity, waste productivity, and water productivity. Very pro-environment strategies has made them socially responsible. Um, it's an industrial gas company. Company like Qualcomm, who makes semiconductors, very, very fast semiconductors, um, they are the gut of the iPhone new 6, the iPhone 6, new iPhone 6. So, massive spread of wireless communications. They want to change the world is part of their expectations of new hires. They play it up. They've got a great record of treating employees well good culture. Um, Now, China's been investigating the company for alleged violations for years. So, will that tarnish their reputation? Yes, no, maybe so. Little damnation game, I'll tell you. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. 
Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money invested in more. Taking a look at the markets today, not a lot going on. SP 500 is down 4, the Dow is down 48, the NASDAQ down 3. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.48. Hong Kong's got the world kind of freaked out. Um, the Raiders. Success or failure starts at the top. Right? And their coach has guided the company, or the team, I guess you could say company, to 10 straight losses. How long do you think he's going to be in as head coach? 8-28 and 28 as coach with 36 games. Um, that's a pretty tough winning percentage for all-time NFL coaches, which basically means you get fired when you're this bad of a coach or your team's this bad. <clears throat> Um, fascinating, right? Success or failure starts at the top. Like, when you look at Tim Cook, Tim Cook is the Dennis Allen. What Dennis Allen is to Raiders, Tim Cook is to Apple. So, worthy of note in my book. I mean, it's not the greatest tie, but it's a good tie. Oh, I saw an interesting article on Airbnb, and I think this is, this is fascinating, you know, Airbnb, like if you have a house or you have an apartment that you want to rent out for the weekend, you're away for a week, you can rent it out to vacationers. People gladly come in and use your kitchen, kitchenette, your home, set up shop there versus a hotel. Well, now comes the question of they had to update their policy. And we're, we're in the sharing economy, right? The sharing economy, you share a ride on Lyft, share a ride on with Uber. These are people you live with and not necessarily employees of big companies. So... They had to update their guidelines for security cameras. A guy rented a, a home, and he noticed there was a security camera in the kitchen. And it makes sense. You want to kind of check up on your place just to make sure that it's not getting destroyed, right? And if it's getting destroyed, you want to call the police and kind of stop it from getting destroyed. But at the same time, like, what if the cameras go in the bedroom? And so Airbnb has to update their disclosures. It's a problem of a new economy. It's a problem of new technology. But it's a fascinating problem. And again, it shows you some of the insights into the world. You know, if you have a sexy apartment in San Francisco and you got young people renting it, coming in from out of town, you know, romantic couple, like, it could create massive, massive problems. I guess it would be easily traced, though. So maybe, maybe it's a little bit overblown. Um, but it's kind of creepy, right? You with me against me on this one? So a new study on breast cancer shows an extra 15.7 months of life when you add Herceptin and the chemotherapy drug Desataxel. Um, Roche, big winner in that new study. Big, big, big winner. That's good news to see. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com.
views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 